Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God for everybody tuning in on today. Uh, this is your host, Bryson Ricardo Butler. Uh, you are listening to Consuming Fire Network, where we always want to bring fire to your spirit, want to bring glory and honor to God's name. So on today, I, I want to speak about how Okay, so if you study God and you really get into like different names, you'll, you'll find out that God has different uh, names and aspects for different situations that we need because he's all sufficient. Everything that we need is in God like, okay, Jehovah, he has the name Jehovah Jireh, meaning that God is our provider. Or Jehovah Sikhanu, Sikhanu meaning the Lord our righteousness, or Jehovah Rapha meaning that uh, the Lord is our healer. So even though we have different names for God to fit our different situations or anything that we need from God, what if I were to tell you that God has different clothes to meet our situations? What if I were to tell you that in our word, in the Bible, that God changes clothes, he changes his garments to meet our needs? And that's exactly what I want to talk about today. Today's topic is going to be the garments of God the garments of God. What happens when God changes clothes to meet your need? What happens when God changes his attire to meet your situation? What happens when God changes around what he's wearing to meet you where you're at? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just pray to Lord God that there be a special blessing on today's word, the Lord God. Bless the speaker, the Lord God, to speak your oracles, bless the listener and the hearer that tune in, the Lord God, that we may have breakthroughs in our lives, the Lord God, to have a people understanding of who you are and who we are in you, the Lord God. We just thank you, Father, for blessing it on today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The garments, the garments of God. So I have a few different examples. I'm going uh, from the book of Isaiah, then I'm coming from the book of Matthew, then I'm coming from the book of Revelation. So let's start out. If you have your Bible, I want to go to Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. Again, we're talking about the garments of God. Isaiah chapter 6. And it reads, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Amen. So the first garment we want to talk about, uh, it, it occurs when this King Uzziah dies. See, it, it took somebody to die for this first garment that we're talking about, this first garment of God to appear or to become relevant to man. Now, this person, King Uzziah, uh, if you read back in the book of Chronicles, it has a whole chapter devoted to him. Uh, he was overall a good king. He started out great. He did everything that God wanted him to do as long as the high priest was, was in place. But when later in his life, if you read, um, he made a mistake. He, he was full of hubris. He was full of pride. And he thought that because he was king, he could also become priest. So what he did towards the end of his life, he took incense and, and he began to light incense in the midst of the temple, which was something only the priests were permitted to do. So you got all these priests coming out against him and speaking against him. And he got mad at the priest for telling him basically that you're not permitted to to do what priestly uh, orders are only meant to do. 
And he got mad and he got hit by God's hand. God struck him with leprosy until the day he died. So now, and I bring that up because, again, the only reason that he went in and lit the incense was because of his pride. So I read it like this. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, then I saw the Lord sitting high upon the throne. So basically, we can substitute King Uzziah for when your pride dies. So a lot of times for God to reveal himself in our lives, first, that King Uzziah that's in our life, that pride that's in our life, that hubris that we have, that, that, that thing that we have on the inside of us, that everything is about us. First, that king has to die. That King Uzziah has to die in order for the eternal king to reveal himself. And then it says that his train filled the temple. I want, I want to talk about this train, this garment, this first garment of God that we're talking about, the train that filled the temple. See, this was a robe of a king. And if you look at different ancient societies, even past the time where uh, Jesus came came on the cross and died for our sins, even past that, uh, the king's glory was in his robe. Now, of course, he had the glory of his crown, but the length of his robe revealed the king's glory. It revealed his power. It revealed his conquest. Why? Because in ancient times, whenever one king went up against another kingdom and conquered that kingdom, he would have one of his men, one of his soldiers, cut off the piece, cut off a piece of the defeated king's robe, and he would have one of his men attach it to the end of his robe. So the longer the robe, you would have kings with different pieces of different kingdoms robes wrapped around them so the length of the robe lets you know how powerful how influential how many kingdoms this king has conquered so when it says here that his train filled the temple that lets you know how many kings that this king of kings has already defeated and i know that's good news for somebody it's saying that this king has never met defeat he has never been conquered he has never been defeated he has defeated so many uh, fall so many enemies, so many kings of this world that the train the so that he sold onto the back of his robe is filling an entire temple. He's saying this king, once you get rid of the king of pride, the king that has never met defeat, the king that wants to fill the temple with his garments, with his train will appear. And now he said his train filled the temple. Now my Bible says in the New Testament that, I mean, know you not that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells within you. So when he says that his train filled the temple, I'll look at it, look at it as us. So this first garment of God, this is the infilling, the indwelling of God's garments, of God's, of God's glory, of God's presence inside of man. So once we get just to just to kind of sum it all up in the year that King Uzziah died, once the king of pride dies in our life, the Lord will appear high and lifted up in his presence, his glory, his clothing, his very essence will fill the temple of man. That's that's the first garment of God. God wants to infill you, indwell you, just engulf you with his very presence, but it's not going to happen as if you still have Uzziah, if you still have pride, if you still have hubris on the throne 
of your life. If you think that this life is all about you, King Uzziah still resides in your life. If you think that that everything revolves around what you feel and how you think things should be done, then King Uzziah still reigns on your throne. It's not until he dies that you'll see your, your temple filled with the train of God's glory. Amen. Amen. So that's that's the first garment of God. The second garment I want to touch on, if you turn with you, turn with me to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Very familiar text. Now, this is a garment of Jesus. Now, while you're flipping, I want to make it clear I'm talking about the garments of God. So right here, we're talking about Jesus. The reason I'm bringing up an example of Jesus's garment is because Jesus is God. So a lot of you out there listening know that. Some people did not know that. If you look back at John, the first chapter, it says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word of God in verse 14, if you jump down, became flesh, which we know is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm talking about the garments of Christ, but Jesus is God. We're still talking about the garments of God. So just wanted to make that really clear for somebody out there. So, yes, if we go to Matthew chapter 9. Uh, let's start at verse 20. Very familiar text talking about the woman with the issue of blood. Very familiar text. And behold, in verse 20, and behold, a woman was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Again, talking about the garments of God. So this garment, the first garment that we talked about in Isaiah was a garment where it represented the presence of God that wanted to fill a certain area. It wanted to fill a person. It wanted to fill the temple. This garment is kind of different. This garment is actually what I refer to as a conductor. Uh, this, this garment is a conductor of God. So what, what do you mean by conductor? Like, for instance, water. If you had, say you got, I'm in a bathtub full of water. Water itself, that bathtub full of water has no ability to produce electricity. It has no ability in itself to produce power. But if you look at all the electronics around your bathroom, whether it's a, a blow dryer, a hair curler, an electric toothbrush, an iron, whatever you got, uh, most of those labels on there will have a warning say, do not operate near water. Why? Because the manufacturers know that even though water itself cannot produce electricity out of itself, it is a conductor of electricity. So if one of these appliances that are full of electricity go through water, even though water cannot produce electricity, it can transfer the electricity of the appliance to another person. So that's what I'm saying. The garment, it says again, and behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. She realized that the garment itself had no ability in itself to produce electric. It had no ability to, to produce electricity, to produce power. But she knew the one that is wearing the garment is God himself. So even though the garment that this God has on has no power in itself, it is a conductor of the power of God. She realized that 
this God, this son of man, the son of David that I'm sitting before, I have this issue that doctors couldn't fix, that physicians couldn't heal, that they laying down medicines and prescriptions, and I'm not better in 12 years. But I realize the person that stands before me is a representation of the kingdom of heaven in itself. So she realized that in heaven, there is no sickness or disease. There is no issue of blood. There are no ailments. There are, it is no pain in heaven. And this man that I'm standing before represents heaven itself. So I need to get something out of heavenly places that is not available through an earthly physician, an earthly doctor, an earthly remedy. So in order to get it, I need something that will conduct. I need a conductor. So she realized that because God represents heaven itself, that the garment of God that has no power of itself because it's touching, because it's draped around God himself, if I touch the garment, it's, it's conducting the healing power of heaven itself. She said within herself, if I may just touch the hem of his garment, I, I, I'll, I'll search all earth and nobody. I went to the best physicians. I, I had my life savings, all my, all my, all my 401k. I, I spent all of it. Everything, all of my last pennies, and I am in the same condition. She realized that I need something that earth cannot produce. And I realized, I'm not ignorant, I know that a regular garment can't produce it either. But because it is attached to the source of heavenly power, which is God himself, he, he is the embodiment of heavenly power. He doesn't just have power. He is power. In him we live and move and have our being. So because this garment that I see is attached to heavenly power, if I touch this thing that's attached to heavenly power, it will be a conductor. So those things that be in heaven will be on earth. It's going to transfer the power from heaven to earth if I can just but touch and it turns out she was right. She was healed. Why? Because our Lord and Savior decided to change his clothes. We're still talking about the garments of God. Again, the first garment we read back in Isaiah chapter 6 was the infilling, the indwelling, the embodiment of God wanting to fill us God's temples. This garment represents God's desire of transfer. He wants to transfer heavenly things into his earthly children. So, so, so it's not just healing. I know this example is all about her healing, but there's somebody's breakthrough that's listening to the sound of my voice. Somebody's breakthrough hinges on something in heaven that's not here available on earth. But if you reach out in prayer and touch the hem of Jesus's garment, even right now as I speak, everything will be transferred. There's, there's somebody that, that the, the demons and, and circumstances and, and the enemy has been just speaking to your mind. He's speaking to your intellect. He's been speaking to your spirit. Somebody needs peace. Somebody needs a renewed mindset, a new heart. If you reach out and touch the hem of Jesus's garment in prayer and supplication, everything will be transferred. Again, the garment has no power in itself, but because he's, it's attached to supreme Heavenly power, it has everything that you need. So garment number two 
It's, it's a conductor of heavenly power, of heavenly, I, I say it's the heavenly whatever, because Jesus has whatever you need. If you need joy, his garment has it because it's coming from him. If you need peace, his garment has it because it's, because it's coming through him. If you if you need a financial breakthrough, as long as, it's not, not, as long as it's not for the love of money, but it's for the love of God, you need a financial breakthrough to bless God's people. He's got it. It's, it's coming through the garment because it's coming. It's originating from heavenly places. If you need a, if you need a healing, if you need a new kidney, you need a new, a new leg. Your, your, the cartilage in your knee has gone out, and they want to perform surgery and put a plastic piece of whatever man made up. But God said, I, I got a new. I got a new hip for you. I got a new kneecap for you. I got Carl. I got every everything is in the storehouse of heaven. If you just reach out and touch the conductor so I can transfer the power from heavenly places unto you. Garment number two is a conductor. So that leads me to the third garment. And it's found in Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19 is the third garment. Now, Keep in mind, this is not all exhaustive. If you read the Bible for yourself, it, there, it talks about a lot of different garments, a lot of different clothing uh, that, that God often uses, not even just through him or uh, in the form of Jesus Christ. Even through his priests, they had different garments. His prophets had different garments. Uh, the Nazarites, they had different garments. So there are a lot of different garments, but these are the three examples I wanted to go over just to kind of have an overview of how God can change clothes to change your life. God's change of clothes can change your situation. He can turn it around depending on what he chooses to wear. So chapter 19 in the book of Revelation, uh, let's start with verse 11. Verse 11 reads, and I saw heaven open and behold, a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew, but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture. That's the garment. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God, the word of God. So like I said, uh, going back to what I said previously in John, the first chapter, uh, the word of God, uh, chapter one and verse 14, the word was made flesh. And of course, we know the word is Jesus Christ. So this is Jesus Christ as he currently was in the book of Revelation. Now, to understand this last garment that we're going to refer to today, we have to understand Jesus Christ because we don't want to put Jesus Christ in the wrong time frame. And in this, in this time, Jesus, this is not the baby Jesus Christ. This isn't even Jesus Christ that went to the cross. He's, he's, he's done that. He's fulfilled that mission. He's at this point, he's already died on the cross for our sins. He's already arisen. He's already resurrected. He's already on the throne of heaven. He's already at this point been given a name above all names. So when it talks about this Jesus Christ, this is the all knowing, the all powerful, the, the one that every knee shall bow before and every tongue confess. So if that's true, look at this. In verse 13, it says, and he was clothed with a vesture 
dipped in blood. This is the importance of this garment because this Jesus, this word of God is no longer the lamb of God. The lamb, he came in the form of a lamb. He came in the form of flesh and blood of a human being so he can be slain, so he can be beaten, so he can be bruised, so he can be spat upon, so he can be disrespected, so he can take all of that and take all of our sins to the cross, die for our sins and be resurrected, that we can be free and liberated from our sins. But in this form, he's no longer a lamb. In this form, he is the all-powerful, all-knowing, the, the, the everything, the El Shaddai. He's everything in this verse. So if that's true, how is there blood on his vesture? Because in this form, because he's no longer the Lamb of God, he is now the full embodiment of God himself. He's no longer able to be beaten. He's not able to, to die. He's not able to be, to be injured. He's not able to, to, to suffer any ailments. He's, he's not able to bleed. So in this form, Jesus Christ is no longer able to bleed. So whose blood is it? And that's the importance of this vesture. Because if you keep reading, all the kings of the earth come up against him, the beast comes against him, and he, he whoops them, and, and everybody's defeated. But what he's saying is the blood on his vesture, on this garment of God, is not his. The blood that's on him is the blood of the enemies that came up against him. See, while he was riding through, it says that his vesture was dipped in blood. Now, when the Lord showed it to me, it's not like the Lord took his garment and dipped it into some blood. He was showing me all of the enemies just lined up. Like, imagine how high you sit on a horse and the blood, the bodies, the blood is so high from all of his enemies that the, the that it was dipped into his garment. He's saying all the enemies that came up against Christ, he has their blood on his garment. Why is that good news? Because in the current form of Jesus Christ, the form that he's taken, he is more than a conqueror. He, he, he is the one that conquers everything. Every enemy that come up in, that comes up in your life is already defeated. So this blood that is dipped on his vesture, on this garment, this garment of God is the blood of every enemy that wants to come up against you in your current life, in your current situation, in your current circumstance, in your current season. Because this is not his blood. Again, this is the blood of his enemies. And if you have Christ in you, this is the blood of your enemies. That spirit of depression that's been speaking to you, the blood of depression is on his vesture. That that spirit that said that you'll never be anything, that spirit of the of the that blood of the enemy of that spirit of discouragement is on the vesture of Christ. All the kings will line up. He has all these enemies just lined up and it's piled so high that his vest was dipped in their blood as he was riding high on a horse. The blood of every enemy that spoke against your destiny. The blood of every enemy that tried to block you from everything that God told you you're going to be. That the blood of every enemy that tried to derail you and detour you away from your purpose. The blood of every person, uh, every spirit of everybody that came up against you is on the vest of Christ. 
He's showing you as I ride. I'm no longer the lamb. I can be defeated. I can't be struck down. I can't be injured. But in the same way, I just need you to see my new vesture, see my new garment, because in this garment, in this vesture, in this clothing that I put on, I need you to see supreme victory. Everybody has been defeated. The blood of everything that came up against you, I ride around it, I ride around with it on my vesture. There's nothing standing in your way. If God told you to do something and something against God's word tells you not to do it or tries to derail you to the right or to the left, just remember that the blood of that enemy is on the vesture of Christ. So on today, the garments of God, the first vesture or the first garment we talked about in Isaiah chapter six, he wants to fill your temple with his presence. That's the first garment. The second garment, again, came from Matthew chapter 19. Or excuse me, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 20. And he was talking about how the, the, the garment that Jesus was wearing was a conductor of the power of heaven itself. Now, this last garment is to signify that every enemy that came up against you, that's coming up against you, their blood is on the vesture of Christ. Every enemy is already defeated. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just thank you, Father, for even teaching us about the, the garments that you wear, the garments that you put on, some we can touch, some we can be filled with, some we can just stay back and watch in awe the Lord God, knowing that every enemy that comes up against us is defeated because in us is Christ. And we just thank you for filling us, dear Lord God. We just thank you, Father, for even transferring the, the power of heavenly places into our lives in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And we just thank you, Father, that our enemy is our footstool on today. And it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I praise God for everybody again tuning in on today. Again, this is Bryson Ricardo Butler here with Consuming Fire Network. Uh, if, if this has blessed you, just I know you may have a friend or family member that, that may need this message. Uh, like, like it. Please share it. Subscribe to the channel uh, and just spread the word because I'm excited about what God is about to do in your life. Again, signing off with Consuming Fire Network. Until next time, God bless.